All right, so quick little uh, message before we get started. So if you ask the top internet marketers what is working right now in terms of the top conversion tool for sales, they're going to tell you without a doubt it is webinars. You know, we had Lewis House on the show. He, he wrote the book on webinars, but I'm telling you right now, it is amazing. You know, creating content-filled webinars, turn folks from prospects into buyers, and there's so many different ways you can use webinars. You know, live coaching, live products, the list goes on and on and on. And to do a great webinar, you need great software, and that's where our friends at Citrix Online have got you covered with GoToWebinar, which is the only way to go, trust me on this one, only way to go for sure. So I've got something very, very cool just for Rise Nation here. So if you want to try it out, oh doctor, I've got something cool. So here's what you got to do. You have to head over to GoToWebinar.com and click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code SPECIAL, SPECIAL, and you're going to get a 45-day, no credit card required free trial of GoToWebinar. So that's it. All you got to do, go to GoToWebinar.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code SPECIAL, and you're going to get a 45-day, no credit card required free trial. And then you can start on that path to webinar domination. Enjoy it. And welcome to the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland, and you know we're all about helping we. I was the royal we, the community here. It's all about helping you dominate online. You know that that's my goal. I want to help entrepreneurs like you, personal brands, experts, etc., dominate online. And a big thing that's been going on lately on the show, if you haven't noticed, and this has been super super popular since we started doing it, was more kind of hard hitting, actionable advice shows. So learn something cool, learn something new, learn something interesting that you can apply right away. All right, so that's my disclaimer, and let's hop right into it. So Ryan Nicodemus and Josh Milburn joining me today, the minimalists. Now. They have an incredible site, uh, 100,000 viewers in less than one year on, on The Minimalist. They have three books. They've been featured in The Wall Street Journal. They've been featured all over the place. But I wanted to sit down with them today to talk about creating compelling content, you know, content that gets shared, content that helps build an audience, you know, regardless of how you create it. So meaning it could be, you know, video, it could be uh, uh, writing, it could be whatever, whatever the medium is, it could be audio, whatever it might be. But let's talk about what really gets stuff to spread. So in this conversation today, we go through sort of five hard-hitting tips, some things you might know, some you might not, some are reminders, and exactly how you can apply them. Because what I've noticed is sometimes it's not hearing all kinds of different tips all the time. It's hearing similar tips that you can think, you know what, I want to think about that in a different way. I want to take action because that's what it's all about. I want you to take action. I want you to keep building that audience, building that amazing business around something that you're passionate about. So without further ado, here are The Minimalists, and they have a great new book as well, On the Rise to the Top. All right, so I'm joined by the minimalist today, Ryan Nicodemus, and I actually pronounced it somewhat correctly, and Josh Milburn joining us today. Did I botch it or did I do it right? No, you did it perfect, man. All right, good. That's, that's the only thing I really cared about in this interview. I was like, if I just get the name right, we're going to be in great shape. So first of all, guys, thanks for coming on. I know you guys reached out. Um, Ryan, I believe you did uh, you know, a, a month or so ago, and you said, listen, we, we've, we've got a We've done something crazy with the minimalist. Can you tell us, either one of you guys, sort of just a little bit of the backstory about who you are and what you do, just to kind of give us a little context before we hop into today's uh, conversation? Yeah, sure. We uh, we started our website about 15 months ago, so just over a year ago, December of 2010, and um, really it was just sort of this project that we took on. You know, we, we weren't very, very happy with our lives. And so we, we looked for something that would 
uh, help us discover what me some meaning in our lives. And uh, we discovered this thing called minimalism. And it was this amazing thing, and, and we just started documenting our journey online. And then something crazy happened that it started to really take off. And that wasn't the initial intention. So we figured that, hey, maybe, uh, maybe we could create some stuff that really resonated with people and, and, and tell a compelling story and it did and, and then here we are 12 months later um, or 15 months later and we've really built a, a pretty large audience about 100,000 monthly readers and uh, uh, wanted to share with you today sort of some of the steps that we did to do that. Right, because Ryan, that's a, that's a big question. Let me ask you this, Ryan, because if you look through some of the just the, the quick stats on you guys, I mean stats, I mean like sort of the resume here, is you guys went from zero to 100,000 monthly readers in less than a year, and you, you're telling me that was even like nine months, somewhere around there, left yeah. your corporate jobs, um, mm -hmm. you know, you've been, uh, you have three books, uh, you've been, you know, in the Wall Street Journal, all, all over the place. So there's this, like, incredible resume that you built up. But I think today we wanted to focus on something that a lot of people struggle with this, right, Ryan, is that trying to build an audience online. This is one of the biggest questions yeah. that comes to me all the time. I know that Rise Nation is going to value from this. So that's what we're going to hop into, right? We're talking, uh, we're talking tips for building an audience quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the, the very... The very first thing that, that Josh and I focus on is we make sure that our content, uh, it adds value. So when you go to our website, um, we do our best to add value to our readers. Um, <clears throat> we did that in our old, our old corporate jobs. That's what made us so successful there. And we really took that application and uh, applied it towards, towards the website. So um, when we say adding value, you know, we think about every, every essay that we write, everything that we publish, you know, we ask ourselves, is this going to resonate with our readers? Is this going to add value to their lives? Are they going to get something out of this? Or is this just something that, you know, we're just kind of rambling on and on about? And if it is, then, you know, we won't post it. <laughs> right. No, no, I get what you're saying. So, so that, that's such a huge thing because it's simple and it's often skipped, right? It's people saying, okay, how can I add value and put yourself in the shoes of the reader? Can you give us an example of something you know, maybe where you're like, you know, you, you kind of did that little test on yourself and you're like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the best thing. Let's scrap that. Because I've done that before. I've, I've had stuff where I was just like, you know what, I, this is me talking about myself or something ridiculous. I need to get rid of this. So, so how do you put stuff through there? And is, can you give me an example of something that maybe you were doing and you're like, ah, this, I don't know if this is adding enough value. Yeah, definitely. Um, we did that with our book, actually, uh, Minimalism, Living Meaningful Life. It's funny, uh, we, we had that, that book actually, we just released it in December, but that book was done in April. Okay. It was a 300 page book about minimalism. So, so you could taste the iron. Kind of right? ironic right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we were finished with it, we were pretty happy with it, but after we really scrutinized it, we thought, you know, there's a lot of fluff in here, and there's a lot of stuff in here that, you know, that we could probably take out, and we, uh, you know, eventually reworked it until... Uh, we have the book that we have today, but yeah, that's that's definitely something that we apply that, that towards. Yeah, adding value though. So, so bottom line is that's the first thing because all these things, you know, someone might be thinking, well, that's not a marketing tactic or something like that. But bottom line is, it, it starts with 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 sort of the emotion with the reader, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, <clears throat> if uh, if a blogger if they want to gain if they want to build an audience. Um, if a blogger wants to um, truly add value, the simplest way to do it is to ask themselves, would this add value to my life if I read it? You know, and, and, and like you said, it is a simple step, but unfortunately, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who just who don't really uh, scrutinize that step enough. You know, right? 
Totally true. So I want to ask uh, Josh on the second one here. We're ping-ponging today. I like the dual interviews. Okay. It gives me a challenge. Uh, right. So, so uh, the second one is, of course, the content itself. So, so tell us, like, what do you mean by that? You know, we, we, you know, a lot of Rise Nation here that tunes into this, you know, we're all content creators at certain parts. But tell us specifically what you mean about this on your five tips here. Sure. It, it kind of sounds cliche, doesn't it? Yeah. Create good content. Yeah, no, I've never heard that before. That's the first <laughs> right. time I've ever heard that. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just in fact, it just kind of sounds like a platitude. But but really, there's two things when when you're creating the content. Ryan talked about the adding value piece, but a is it quality content? Um, I'd say a lot of the essays that go on our site. Well, actually, a lot of the essays we write never even make it onto the site hmm. um, because if if it doesn't add value and it doesn't feel right to us and you know there's, there's sort of that, that tummy feeling does this feel right to me or, or, or does it not you, you know that when you create something uh, but they go through a lot of drafts as well a lot of the stuff on our site goes through four five six drafts and I know that sounds crazy to some people but the quality is there uh, and then more importantly uh, you need to make sure that it resonates with people I don't know about you but when something really resonates with me I read something I just get that aha moment or that feel good moment I immediately email it to friends or I'll share it on Facebook or Twitter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like an emotional trigger. Actually, yeah, something I did that this morning actually on something. I was just reading something and I was like, ah, interesting. And then immediately I like flood the networks with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you just talked about emotion. You know, the quality piece is sort of the intellectual piece. You know, you have, intellectually, you know it has to be good. You have to create good quality content. But then emotionally, it does need to resonate with people because... People, you, you want people to share your stuff. In fact, we've, we've been doing this 33 city book tour uh, over the last uh, few months now. We're, we're back in Ohio now for a, a short break, but uh, we always ask people when we go out, how'd you hear about our site? And the number one answer that, that we always get is, you know, my sister emailed me or my mom emailed me or my brother, my sister, whatever. It's, it's because people share what resonates with them. And you'll find out really quickly now with all the, the tracking mechanisms you have what does resonate and what doesn't. That doesn't mean the manufacturer uh, quality or quality content. That's not really possible. You can't you can't manufacture authenticity, but you can create something that is going to resonate with your audience. Right. And for you guys, what has been? Do you guys remember at all? Like, have you had one? You know. Obviously, it's a constellation of a lot of different things is what leads to success, right? So, I mean, lots of different pieces that are doing really well. But can you guys think of one that just, like, rocked? Like, people were just – what was it called? Like, and it, you know, did it go all over the place? Like, what was something that – I don't want to – I hate to use the word that I'm about to utter out of my mouth, which is viral, because that's not what I'm trying to, to, to go with here. But something that was – that resonated so strongly, the content was so strong, people had to share it. What, what was that sure. case for you guys? Yeah, you know, we've had quite a few. There was one for Valentine's Day called the commodification of love, and we just sort of talked about um, the emotions that we attach with gift giving on Valentine's Day, and, and really talked about how it's it's kind of absurd but what what we do as a culture. So, so uh, again, I think that was tugging on people's heartstrings because that people often feel this this need to to consume something or purchase something or buy a gift on on these sort of Hallmark holidays. But they don't really want to, and they feel there's feel there's something wrong with with that. There's some sort of disconnect. So if you can address a disconnect like we did there, and I think a lot of our things uh, are addressing some sort of disconnect. Uh, the Ryan wrote something amazing about he got laid off from his job last year, and the, uh, the the title of it was being laid off from my six figure job is the best thing that ever 
happened to me. Uh, really yeah, so already time. I want to know what, 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 what is that all about, right? Like already, right. yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, as long as it's quality, I, I, think, I think that that kind of message resonates. It lets people know, you know, I am going to be okay even if I do get laid off. Right. No, that, that's a great point. And by the way, the best way to get rid of Valentine's Day is that have an anniversary in early March, which is where mine is, right? And then we don't have to worry about it. We just combine it into one holiday and I'm done. And I'm, I'm off Valentine's Day for the rest of my life. I'm very happy about Jeez. it. Uh, so that, that's one solution. That's tip six. Uh, so, all right. So... Let's get into the third thing here. So first one that we talked about kind of with our, our hard-hitting tips here is adding value. Second, content has to be there. And again, have most people heard those two things? Absolutely. But putting them into something practical and rehearing, I, I don't think we can hear those things enough times. I, I got to be honest. So number three is, and this was so important, uh, so important, tell your story. So what do you guys mean by that? Yeah, yeah I think uh, we all have a story, right? Um, but you need to find what your story is. If you don't have an interesting story, then you need to create one. Uh, quite, quite often, uh, and I don't mean you need to make one up. I, mean, I, I, I write fiction, so I'll, I do that you know, on the side. That's sort of my, my, other, my other gig that I'm really passionate about is writing fiction. But, but unless you're writing fiction, you need to be writing about yourself and your story. And, and, and really what, what that means is, you, if you don't have a compelling story to tell, you better get out there and create it because people are going to know right away whether or not you're being authentic. I think that's the, sort of the great filter of the internet is people realize, you know, the, the, the cream rises to the top and, 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 and it's something that you talk about, obviously. But, but if, you have, if you have a story to tell, tell your story. If not, you're going to have to find a story to tell. And that means go out there and, li and live what you're talking about. Right. right. And I, yeah. I, I think, you know, that was a huge thing for Josh and I as to why we were able to gain so many readers in such a short amount of time is because, you know, we had a really compelling story. And that's, you know, the, the we quit our six-figure jobs to be bloggers. I mean, that's... Crazy, right. And some people's not. I mean, I think completely <laughs> normal, but most people would be like, yeah, crazy, right? Right. And yeah. so when you... But, yeah, Ryan, when you, when you mentioned that, though... And you share this, tell your story. How did you guys infuse that story directly in your content? And I want to know that because I want other people to learn how to do this. Was it is it as simple as, as having an interesting story and writing it on an about page? Or are we are we talking about other? What are ways that you guys have had success? You know, infusing that story into the content, which then of course makes it more compelling and does all these great things. Yeah, so, you know, for me, I'm, I've always been that type of person who, you know, I always go from one extreme to the other. So if I'm unhappy on one side of the fence, like, I've got to go all the way to the other side. So minimalism was perfect for me, right? So <laughs> I went from this great corporate, cushy job managing, you know, a lot of people uh, going to practically nothing, you know. Um, but, but I think that's, that's in itself a compelling story, right? I mean, you've got someone sure. who had everything and kind of gave it all away because they realized, like, you know, this stuff isn't making me happy. And, um, you know, we just kind of built off of that. And so how do you take that story? And I get it because step one, it's almost a two-part thing here, right? Like step one is find your compelling story. You know, either either you have it or go go do it, <laughs> and then you have your compelling story, right? Um, oh, but whatever it may be, let's say you have that story now, and you're like, here's the story. We left the six-figure jobs. You know, that that's obviously an important component of what you guys do, and why another reason why people can, you know, think, oh, you know, I'm just like you guys, or or whatever it might be, or I want to be like you guys, or I want to learn from that. How do you guys take that story, right? 
and then kind of infuse it into your content? Is it something that you just bring up periodically? Is it something where you just, you've written specifically on it? Like, how do you take that story, other than the about page, because that's obvious, right? Put it up on the about page or whatever it may be. How else do you get it so people are sort of reminded of it and, sure. and continue to engage with the story? Yeah, we did something interesting. Obviously, you know, there are snippets of it on the about page. It sort of uh, encapsulates what, what we did in a very attenuated format but but what we did is we documented a 21 day journey with uh, 21 different essays on our site so you go to our site it's oh, very cool top. it's the hour journey there's this drop down and literally it's this 21 day thing and it also makes it practical and applicable to other people's lives it's certainly not easy but it sure is simple and, and so it's a simple way to to show people hey this is possible here's how you can start questioning the things in your life here's here's what you can do um, and, 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 and while we're doing that, we, you, again, making sure it's content that people really, that it resonated with people. There was an idea in there that, that Ryan did called a packing party. And, and where essentially he packed up everything in Dallas and pretended he was moving, right? Even though he wasn't. And then unpacked things as he needed them. And so that was something that was unique, That's but it cool. was also telling a story and, and watching things unfold over a, a particular period of time. Yeah, to the six-figure thing specifically, you know, that comes up a lot, especially when we're on the road. People, you know, always, you know, look at us like we're kind of crazy. But um, I, I like the six-figure thing to, incorpor you know, incorporate that with, hey, look, if, if you think six figures is going to make you happy, I can promise you it's not. In itself, that is not going to make you happy. You can skip that. That step, you've got to focus on these areas, and we actually, you know, go to those areas in our book. But, um, but yeah, this the six figure thing is great, uh, just to resonate with people because you know I was one of those people who thought, man, if I can just make a hundred grand a year, I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world. I'll be able to afford anything I want. I'll have all the time in the world. I go on all these vacations, and uh, it was it wasn't quite as dreamy as I pictured it, but... Uh. <laughs> right, right. No, no, I understand. And you know, what's interesting about those things that you just mentioned, and I think this is a great takeaway for people watching, listening here, um, is that, you know, the, the story, while of course it has lots of intricacies and parts and different things of it, the simpler that you can also narrow it down, the more people remember it. You know? Absolutely. Like, for example, quitting $100,000 jobs to become bloggers, memorable. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot more to it. Than we then we could get get into and you know another thing that I can I can relate with on this is that uh, a couple years ago I decided you know what a lot of people don't know about my entrepreneurial journey on the rise to the top you know they just don't know about it so I started a little series called David Chronicles that I did a couple years ago talking crazy shenanigans like when I took a job for zero dollars semi by accident or the one time you know where I created a pro inline hockey league so I could play professional hockey stuff stuff like that um, <laughs> like we weird things that were done and what was interesting is the response to that was insanely massive because what I would do is I would write a post about my story and then takeaways and ideas for other people you know, to try to go down the path that you just talked about of adding value and doing things like that. And I think that's something that anyone could do on their site to add more compelling content, um, you know, around whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's, uh, that's a great point. You actually, that sort of is a great transition or a segue into the next point. Of, ah. You just talked about some really interesting things, right? Um, uh, creating your own pro hockey league so you could be a professional hockey player sounds amazing, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the fourth tip that we sort of talk to people about are, is you are not interesting. Just because you think something or write something does not make it interesting. You know, going to the grocery store might be the most interesting thing in the world to me or to someone else, but it's probably not going to resonate with a lot of people. 
Okay. Okay, so so, how, so explain explain more of this because the, this is actually the fourth tip here. This is the fourth tip: is you are not interesting. So just after we talked about being interesting, we are now no longer interesting. So tell tell us tell us what you mean by that and sort of how that applies. Yeah. So so really, what 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 we mean by that is you are not interesting just because you think something or you say something or you write something. Just because you know it, it's uttered by you doesn't make it interesting. You know we get a, a million thoughts that tumble through our head every single day. Uh, the vast, vast majority of those are not interesting. However, we have this tendency online to just regurgitate everything we think or say, or, or you know, look at me, look at me. In fact, we, we wrote an essay about this. It was called uh, "Please Masturbate in Your Own Room." And uh, Good advice. <laughs> but the, the, the problem is that you know, we, we, uh, we do these masturbatory things online all the time on Twitter and Facebook and oh my god this person just broke up with me and I think it's especially uh, prevalent in, in people under the age of 40. You know, we're, we're both 30 now and, and uh, I see it all the time especially with, with, with people in our age range that, that they just think anything that they, they come up with is interesting and really what that does is it dilutes your message. So what do you do to, to combat that? You know what I mean? If you're, if you're thinking, you know what, I need to share every little thing. And, you know, and some people might argue the other way and saying like that, that, that draws people closer to you or it shares part of your story. That's a whole other thing. But how do you find that, that medium of sharing stuff <laughs> versus, you know, uh, keep, keeping people interested in those different things? How do you kind of, how do you kind of deal with that? I think you take it back to the first point. Uh, does this add value? Before I click that send button, I gotta ask myself: Is this gonna add value? Is this tweet or is this a status update or this essay that we're gonna publish? Is this book we're gonna publish gonna add value? Is there a payoff for the person that you're communicating with? Mm -hmm. And that payoff, what could be? They could laugh. They could. Mm -hmm. They could sure. be inspired. They could learn something. Like just, but there has to be something. It's not just you know. We're not gonna learn anything from that you got grapes at the grocery store, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. Right, right. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, you know, and, and pardon the off-color analogy, but but it is it is a bit masturbatory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You you will receive a payoff for it, but no one else will. Then then there is not an equal exchange there. All right. That's a great one. So so you are not interesting. Keep that in mind. But you know what is interesting? The value that you give to people. So n number five, uh, Ryan. I want to ask you about this one, and this is a big issue because. On the internet, uh, you know, we see people. There's a lot of me tooism out there, right? Uh, yeah. Group masturbation. Uh, no, but it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of me tooism out there of of people struggling with this final point that makes things more compelling and more likely to spread and more likely to have success, and that is find your own voice. So yeah. I mean, we hear that, but what does it really mean? And also, how can you do it? Yeah, so this was this was huge for me um, because I wasn't an avid writer like Josh was. I mean, you know, I, I wrote here and there, but um, you know, nowhere near what Josh did. And that was one of the biggest tips that he gave me that really helped me out. So you know, I, I like to use the analogy of like a golf swing or uh, you know, a free throw shot. I don't know. You know, you can't really mimic somebody else's form. You know, you can. Oh, that's true. You only, yeah. You can, you can only practice. Uh, you know what it is, what sport or. Thus, it's writing. For myself, it was writing. Um, but practice it enough to where to where you get good at it, and eventually, you do find your own voice. So, so again, you know, when I went to go first play golf, I wasn't um, trying to be like Tiger Woods because I knew I wasn't going to be like Tiger Woods or you know even be able to swing like him. But um, you know, after I practiced a while, I, I'm, I'm able to you know 
hold my own on the course, but uh, but but uh, nowhere near Tiger. But um, but essentially, what I'm getting at is 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 it really takes practice to get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to go into it expecting to um, be able to uh, just mirror or um, look exactly like somebody else, especially in the blogging world. So, right. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to just emulate exactly someone else's personality, characteristics, style, all those kind of things. Right. So if Josh and I went to this like, hey, we're going to do Zen Habits dot whatever, you know, I mean, <laughs> or, or try to mimic like, you know, what Leo does. Leo already does that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was important that we uh, were different and that we did something that um, resonated with a different type of audience. And part of, well, the huge piece of that was finding, finding our own voice. Um, and like I said, for me, uh, that was very important in my own writings. And it, it, it really comes with practice. That is that's that's the best tip I can get as far as finding your own voice is, is practice, practice, practice. Right. Yeah, like you, do you guys know uh, you know Tucker Max? He wrote, "I hope uh -huh. yeah, I hope they serve beer in hell." And you know, and Tucker's yeah. a very bright guy. I mean, let's just not let's not beat around the bush here. When he comes on, he's a crazy person, but he's also a very bright guy. And when he was on the rise to the top, he said something that I found interesting. I want to see if you guys resonate with this on this exact point because that's a question he gets all the time. You know, Tucker, how can I write like you? Or how can I, you know, do that kind of stuff? And he said, listen, when I started, and I think everyone kind of starts this way, right? Whatever the medium is, writing, uh, video, you know, I do video, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, right? Is you find someone you resonate with, you know, and you're like, God, I, lo I love Leo. That was you guys, you know. I, for example, I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan, mm -hmm. right? So there's different people you're going to see, and you're going to see that person influence you a little bit, right? And what yeah. I've noticed is people at the beginning – and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. They try to emulate that person a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Before they find their own voice. But then enough practice, as you said, that's the key word. They start to develop, well, you know what? I'm different in these ways, and now I can kind of show my personality. You know? But usually yeah. if you go back to people's first writing or, or posts or videos or things like that, there's someone that they're either consciously or subconsciously emulating a little bit before they start finding their own way to do it. Have you guys noticed that at all? Absolutely. Yeah, I think for me, I was fortunate enough. I've, I've written fiction for a really long time, yeah. so 22, literary stuff. And, and so uh, I sort of had my own voice down in that world. I was utterly ignorant to this whole online nonfiction thing, but I was at least able to sort of carry that forward. And I think, I think the, the biggest difference there, the, the, when I, I'm actually teaching a writing class right now, and, and what I tell people when, when I talk about finding your voice is, you really need to find some sort of narrative urgency uh, because, I mean, if you write something, you know, the point of the very first line in your blog post or essay or book, whatever it is, the point of that first line, that first sentence, is to get people to read the second sentence. Right. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah. but the second sentence, the point of that sentence, is to get people to read the third sentence and so forth and so I on. I see a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so, really, there is there is some urgency that you need to create there, and so you know, stripping away anything that's superfluous allows you to create that urgency, and it gets people to want to continue to read what whatever you've written. Uh, very cool. Well, gentlemen, this has been super interesting because I think really what this is about, what we talked about today, and I know number two that we talked about was content, but this is really about creating a a, a platform 
that's compelling, likely to spread and build an audience. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, you yeah. know, too many people, we, we talk a lot of tactical things, but this is really about getting that foundation and continuing with that foundation. So this was super helpful. I want to offer up a, a shameless plug moment for you guys for sure. Uh, one, I want to definitely know what the website, wanna, we're going to link it up below, but I want to hear it from, uh, from you guys. And then also got to tell us a little bit about the new book and we're going to link up all that stuff on the show notes on the risetop.com as well. So Very cool. fire away. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, people want to check us out, they can go to the minimalists, plural.com. So the minimalists.com. And then uh, our book is Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life. And this is by far the best stuff we've written. So if, if you know, anyone goes to our website and likes our content, uh, they are sure to love our book because it is a more in-depth look at our content or a more in-depth uh, explanation of our, of our content on our website. So, Very cool. And I'm assuming it's available on Amazon, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. It's on Amazon. You, all the details are on our site. And it's not 300 pages, right? <laughs> it, it is not. not okay, no. promise? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, this has been fantastic today. Thank you so much for the time. And, uh, you know, good luck with everything. Uh, it's, it's really amazing. And I think inspirational that you guys were able to go from zero to 100,000 readers in, in less than a year. And, and more importantly, though, is find this new path for you guys because that's really what it's all about and, and being able to do it. So kudos to you guys for serving up uh, inspiration for everyone and, and just keep up the awesome work. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. See you. All right, guys. So that was our good buddies, Ryan and Josh, on the rise to the top. I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more quick reminder, this is an awesome opportunity to nab GoToWebinar absolutely free on me, on the house. Thanks to our friends at Citrix Online. I had to do some convincing on this one. I got to tell you that much. But here's what you got to do. GoToWebinar.com, and you're just going to click the Try It Free button and enter the promo code SPECIAL to get 45-day, no credit card required free trial of GoToWebinar. The possibilities are endless. Enjoy it.